Betting the Family Farm by Winona Lyon It had originally thought the goal was to hit the two small creatures in the distance. They appeared to be identical to the three creatures whom he had joined in the game. First approximation. Separated by some distance, one attempts to down the group ahead of one using one of many metal-tipped sticks, called clubs, to drive a small hard ball. Those behind would presumably be attempting to hit one, so one dodged and drove. It also assumed that the two creatures carrying the bags of sticks and offering advice were exempt from attack. They appeared to be employees rather than players. He had acquired them, and another creature called an opponent in the clubhouse, where the clubs were stored, he assumed, since he rented clubs there. On his first hit, the wind caused him to miss the creature. His companions looked at him oddly. He checked his vid projector. No, the device was working perfectly. He still resembled the creatures whom he accompanied. God, you've got some drive, his hired creature said. His partner played. Interestingly, he took three hits called strokes, and the accompanying figures, caddies, marked them down. As the game progressed, it rapidly came to new conclusions. One attempted to put the small ball into a slightly larger hole in the ground. The player who completed the circuit with the least number of hits won. It lost. It had no ability on the green. It achieved the green in one stroke, but it required many strokes for the short distances. At the 19th hole, which it discovered was a joke describing place of libations, it was expected to buy drinks because it lost. His opponent said, Tomorrow morning, same time? After the opponent left, its caddy said, He's a hustler. You need some practice putting. They went to a small area, a green without the surrounding rough, and it practiced. Afterwards, it beamed up to its ship and pulled off its body armor. It scratched its belly and genitals with satisfaction. The body armor was getting a little tight, but very few could even get into their first body armor, much less play an active game. The perfect rest and recreation, beaming to a strange planet, getting into the fresh planetary air, striding across a surface, using one's wits to understand the creatures. It sighed, contented. R&R &R was supposed to be different than battle, very different from sitting on one's bum pressing one key after another. He'd never tell the females, but clearing a planet of vermin for future occupation wasn't very dramatic or interesting. It took tools, not wit. It considered leaving off the body armor to help it swing. No, who knew what small, rabid creatures lurked in the rough and trees and water features surrounding the greens? The next morning, it joined the caddies and opponent. Let's make it interesting, the partner one said. Ten dollars a stroke? It felt satisfaction. It had successfully deciphered Hustler, one that takes advantage of the naive or less skilled to live by betting. It was reminded of home. Yesterday, it would have lost $240. After putting practice, its caddy said it would kick the creature's butt. It assumed this was a metaphor. At the 19th hole, it was disgruntled. It had lost $30. The creature had, at every crucial stroke on the green, Scuffed feet, rattled clubs, coughed. The creature cheated. No, his caddy told him as they walked from the place of libations. It's not cheating. You got to concentrate. You blew it. You lost. He didn't win. 
The next morning, it upped the ante. One hundred dollars a stroke. The creature's caddy looked worried, but the opponent accepted joyfully. As the opponent's club approached the apex of the swing, it turned off the vid projector. The creature missed the ball. It chided the caddies. I don't see you marking the stroke. They looked at him mesmerized. It's got two arms, two legs, and a head, but nothing else looks like anything I ever saw, the partner's caddy said. That, it thought dispassionately, is true. It stood about a third taller than the creatures around it, with 50% greater mass. Golden eyes contrasted nicely with the heavy pale green brow ridges, slightly lighter in color than the rest of the face. It's a monster, the opponent's caddy said. So, its caddy replied, a bug-eyed monster wants a good game. Play. At the fifth hole, the opponent was down eight strokes. He gave his irritating little cough and was down six strokes. At the sixth hole, it shifted into the sunlight. The light glanced off its body armor into its opponent's face. At the eleventh hole, with a honking sound, its opponent emitted noxious gases from the intestine. It contemptuously ignored the stench. It was into its game. At the fourteenth hole, its opponent attempted to bash it with a club. Is this within the rules? No way is that within the rules, the two caddies agreed. Ten penalty points. At the 18th hole, the opponent said, You'll take a check? No. I don't have that much cash on me. It sighed. At home, I'd beat you up. The two caddies nodded in agreement. Similar customs, then. My car or my clubs, the opponent offered. What do I want with those? Pay if you play. If not, a beating it will be. Come on, think of my kids, the opponent said. It detested whiners as much as welchers. What could the creature offer? You are the dominant species on this planet? The opponent looked confused. The most powerful species, the species that owns the planet. That's us. We play for planet dominance. Planet dominance. I got that already. W what if I win? Cash. It pulled out its remaining money. The opponent accepted. At the nineteenth hole, it refused a drink, reluctantly. One drank with creatures, not vermin. It would miss the caddies, but a bet was a bet. This is Ellie Hirschman for Escape Pod. Visit us on the web at escapepod.org.